welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ring of Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with Taylor Swift's big announcement. <laughs> um, we're doing some Valentine's Day streaming recommendations. Get ready for that. And we're doing cringe mode to all the boys I've loved before three. A really good episode. Love is in the air, people. Valentine's Day is approaching. Follow us on Twitter, please, at T-Time underscore 33. On Instagram, we're at T-Time Pod. All right, before we get into the show, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says, Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Okay, before we get into all the mushy-gushy stuff, Tea Time is checking in with A, not worth the tea, and B, this week in social media. I'll go first. Obviously, the big news of the morning, we're recording this on Thursday, is Taylor Swift's appearance on Good Morning America today. She announced that she's dropping a new rendition of Love Story at midnight tonight. Um, and she also said that she has finished recording or re-recording Fearless, and it'll be coming out soon, which is like made big waves. So she didn't give an exact date, but she did give um, Good Morning America a look at the album cover and then like released this statement on Twitter that in very Taylor Swift fashion, Kate, I know you have thoughts, is like very long and of course has capitalized random letters. And if you put it all together, if you put all the capital letters together, it says April 9th. So everyone's like, oh my God, she's dropping the new Fearless on April 9th. Guys, how do you feel? First of all, April 9th just seems like forever away. Like after after two like folklore and evermore, like 24 hour, you have three hours to emotionally prepare for those drops in a row. I'm like April 9th, like I might be dead by then. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Will the world still be happening? Like at this point, we don't know. So first of all, it's just like too far away. I'm like, mm-hmm. tell us in a couple months. This is too much anticipation for April 9th. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, just love that she's kind of taken this back. 
into her own hands. I think mm-hmm. everyone's like firmly Taylor these days after like the big success of like her last two albums. She's like mm-hmm. finally doing things for herself, like caring less about what people think. Mm-hmm. And I also like that she's doing those six new songs, but like they're not new to like capitalize on everything. They're like songs that she really wanted to put out when she was a teenager, like when she made this album and just like they weren't radio friendly or they weren't like, you know, approved by the powers that be. And now she's just like, I can do what I want. So I'm going to give you these songs I wrote when I was 15, mm-hmm. um, which is great. Like, that's exactly what we want from her. So, yeah, I'm all for it. I just I think it's too far away. <laughs> I agree. Amelia, how do you feel? <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, I'm sorry. I'm one of the few people who is like, I don't I can't do this folklore and evermore. Like, that's just <laughs> it's we're in a pandemic. This is depressing. I don't need more depressing stuff. And Fair. I stand so hard for her older albums like yes. her country pop and like yes. fearless is country pop and i'm just like yes like it's just oh it's fearless? a real yeah it's like fantastic fantastic album, album. <laughs> it's oh my. incredible oh it's also the most awarded country album of all time this really? was like her first grammy where she won for album of the year like this is an iconic album this will raise both me and your spirits amelia You're yes. like, get us back on on track with taylor swift <laughs> i'm also like not to admit that i'll still be living with my parents in april but i probably still be will be i'm not prepared to like sit in my childhood bedroom and like listen Aww. to fearless again <laughs> you wow. know like so that's true. really gonna be like ew, uh like just some real nostalgia that like maybe <laughs> i'm not prepared for emotionally so i'll work on that until april <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess we'll check back in. Um, I guess we'll see what love story is like tonight, and then we'll check back in yeah. in April when more stuff comes out. Okay. Can't wait. Um, next, this is really not worth the tea, but I got to address <laughs> it um, <laughs> because Kim Kardashian and Northwest was uh, in the news this week because essentially— Kim posted on Instagram story. She said, my little artist, and it was a painting that North had done. And at first glance, it looks like a professional painting. It's like really well done. Of course, everyone is like, that looks like a Bob Ross painting. That looks way too good because (laughs) North is seven years old. And so like that could have just been the story. But Kim decides to get really, really mad about this, about everyone questioning her daughter's artistic skills. So she posted again and was like, don't play with me when it comes to my children. My daughter and my best friend, her best friend have been taking serious oil painting classes. Yada, yada, yada. Gets like really fiery about it. We're like, okay, that also could have been the story. And then this third layer came out. Thank you to Kate who pointed this out. This woman on TikTok, her name is Cameron Fred. And her mom is apparently the painting teacher that has taught Northwest and many other children in the greater Los Angeles area how to do these like oil paintings that look really amazing, (laughs) which is just so interesting that all like social media is insane. And the fact that we actually got some truth to this, she like posted a bunch of other photos of like other young children that Mm -hmm. look like this. And this is really just made me realize like, A, Kim should just have said that. Like, Like it was just a teacher that like is very specifically designed to make the painting look like that. And maybe also Northwest's artistic skills had some hand in it, but like seemed like it was the teacher, you know, like, you know, right. There's like a a clear template and um, yes, she can teach this certain way and it always turns out really nice. And it's just like, you know, I feel like Kim always does this little deceptive thing to make her kids seem a lot more like savants or something than they really are. And it's like, because 
she wasn't, I don't think she, like the lady said, like you said, it wasn't a lie because it seems like North really right. did paint it, but there's more to the story and she's not right. giving us a clear picture. And it's just like, okay. Right. So like North was in like the Colorado countryside. Right. Like, yeah. yeah my she, easel. She's I'm exactly. a capture these this. mountains. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then my only last thought on this, because we shouldn't spend too much time, is just like whoever this woman is needs to be at every like wine and paint class that is across the country. Because I don't know if you have participated or a friend, if you see the paintings that come out of those classes, it's like pretty bleak. So if she could just relay those skills to the mm-hmm. masses that would be much appreciated start a youtube channel or something <laughs> yeah seriously oh yeah okay let's keep going what's next Okay. <laughs> hey, um thank you for whoever put this in here uh ashley benson and g easy <laughs> broke up who will be his next victim i love that <laughs> great the dating adventures of g easy we just can't get enough we really can't so they broke up they were first linked back in may of 2020 and apparently according to this us weekly uh article it didn't end on a good note. Apparently, mm. they fell hard. Everything moved very quickly. They were obsessed with each other. Recently, things took a hard turn for the worst, the insider tells us of the pair. So, I mean, that seems yikes. to be classic for g <laughs> It does. I just, I he has such range in his, his yeah. romantic relationships. First, he treated Halsey like shit. Mm. Then he was licking Megan the Stallion's face a year ago. <laughs> mm. uh, he dated that Bachelorette contestant, the one oh. that was like the broadcast. Oh, yeah. Sarah. Broadcaster. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then Ashley Benson, formerly Cara Delevingne's girlfriend. So like, I just, it seems like he could strike anywhere. Like everyone mm-hmm. needs to be on your guard because Jeezy could just pop up in your backyard. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> Kind of insane how we managed to talk about him week after week. I guess we will continue to do so depending (laughs) on our new Pete Davidson. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. um, Next one. Uh, This is extremely not worth the tea. Uh, It was announced this week that the CW has ordered a pilot for the Powerpuff Girls live action series. First of all, just like Mm. don't need it uh, in general. But really don't need this uh, description, which is the series follows the trio <laughs> as disillusioned 20-somethings who resent having lost their childhood to crime fighting. I just, I, like, I just don't need. Some like, things why? don't need an adult adaptation. They just don't. Correct. We just, like, the Netflix just did, like, the Winx Club or something mm. where they, like, made everyone boring. I'm just, why do we do this? Why does everything have to be gritty and sad? It can just be a cartoon. (laughs) That's, Uh, that is. I know, know. Amelia, you have something to add here. Yeah, I mean, on that note, I guess Mindy Kaling is going to do another adult adaptation. And this time it's going to be focused on Velma of Scooby-Doo, which, you know what? I mean, I feel like this is more understandable than the Powerpuff Girls who are literally like in preschool. At least Velma is a grown-ass woman. And Mm -hmm. like I could see her story being kind of interesting. So I don't know. What is everyone? like everyone knows Velma. Yeah, exactly. And whereas the Powerpuff Girls, that came out in like the late 90s. Mm -hmm. It ended in 2005. Like who's going to see this? Are Are we the audience for this adult Powerpuff Girls Revival? I guess we, we might are. Be. Yeah. Because they mean Gen Z has never seen the Powerpuff Girls. They're too right. young. Well, yeah. and also the anime, and not to be like the animation, but the animation of the Powerpuff Girls is so specific and like cutesy. Yeah. And there's something just very juvenile about it that just seems mm-hmm. weird to try to adapt this into something that's dramatic yeah. and I just don't, don't need it. We Completely just don't. Agree. really don't. 
Um, all right. To wrap up this not worth the tea category, I'm conflicted about this, you guys. I mm. need <laughs> you to just talk some sense into me because a couple weeks ago, Rebecca Black, who mm. has been laying low <laughs> for the last 10 years. Sure. You know, she's been on Instagram. She's, you know, a lot of our coworkers <laughs> love her Instagram, as we've talked about on this podcast <laughs> before. Uh but like pretty chill. She could have been a lot worse, in my opinion. She could have mm-hmm. gone like full influencer. She still has her own nose. Like, that's all I ask, you know? <laughs> so yeah. a few weeks ago, she made her musical comeback and she released a song called Girlfriend. And it's all about getting back together with her girlfriend. And I was like, no choice but to stand. Like, it's pretty <laughs> catchy. It's given me like, call me maybe vibes. Ooh. It's like fun. You know, she's just doing her. It's still kind of low budget, which I found kind of charming. <laughs> and I was like, am I going to stand Rebecca Black? Like, am I in on Rebecca Black's music career? Uh, and then this week on Wednesday, she released the remix of Friday for the 10 year anniversary of her classic song Friday. First of all, I don't care if it's 10 years to the second. <laughs> you have to release it on a Friday. You cannot release a song <laughs> on a Wednesday. You just can't. That's so true. Uh, but she did, which was her first mistake, in my opinion. But it's like this really, it sounds like the chipmunks are singing it. Like it's gotten like really like high and squeaky because it's like a remix. Uh, it's featuring 303, Big Freedia, and Dorian Electra. Wow. Um, and it's a remix. She's like going around in like a futuristic car. I think it's like a little bit self-aware. She has all these like old memes from 10 Ooh. years ago, like in the back seat with her. <laughs> um, but I just don't know. I heard it and I was like, no, it brought back <laughs> oh. so much trauma from 10 years ago hearing the song everywhere. Uh, and I just am conflicted. I want to like her. I actually genuinely do. And she actually, the one thing that she really did right uh, in releasing this remix is that she, she turned off the comments on YouTube. <laughs> oh, good for her. I was wow. like, you've learned. You've learned something in the past 10 years. And that's an important <laughs> yeah. lesson. So yeah. I'm proud of you. Um, but yeah, I'm mixed on Rebecca Black. I'm in mixed. In general, I feel like it's good that she's like reclaiming the narrative because it really mm. went away, mm-hmm. got away from her for a very long time. And I do feel really bad. She was so young at the time. Her right. teen years were like plagued by the song. So yes, I'm in favor of her like, you know, taking that back, having ownership sure, yeah. of it, making it, you know, her own again. Yeah. Do I need that song again in my life? Perhaps not. But I am in general in favor of her right. taking back the song that like really spiraled out of control yeah I guess. rooting mm-hmm. for her in theory i think is where i've landed Agreed. i follow her on tiktok that's as my oh. as far as i'm willing to go <laughs> no that's good <laughs> yeah okay that's where i'm at let's move on to the next category this is tea times valentine's day streaming recommendations we got mm. something for everybody and every situation uh kate start us off all right this first recommendation is just for people who love 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 classic romance just mm-hmm. want to really get in their feelings uh, on this Valentine's Day weekend. Brandy's Cinderella, the 1997 mm. TV movie musical with Whitney Houston is on Disney Plus as of this Friday. And it's just a classic. Twitter absolutely freaked out when this was <laughs> announced. Uh, it really hasn't been available to watch on streaming services until now. And it's just great. It's the Roger and Hammerstein musical version, which has great songs and like a great song. And then you add Whitney Houston and it's like better than great. So like, <laughs> what more do you want? So true. Um, But yeah, I think we should cringe mode this at some point. Thoughts? Yeah. Fully agree. This is a great great. movie. It's so So fun. So many great people in it. Come (laughs) on. Yes. Agreed. It's a classic. It's really good. Yeah, it's good. It's like whimsical. It's Yeah, Mm -hmm. if you just want to be swept away on Valentine's Day, just (laughs) turn that on. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Um, What else? 
a recommendation for people living with your parents. This isn't Valentine's Day related, but you know, all types of love are celebrated. I'm living with my parents. That's the only human interaction I'll have this weekend. <laughs> um, so for those of you like me, uh, I recommend you watch The Repair Shop on Netflix. This was recommended <laughs> to me by my boss. And it's like people come in. It's a British show. It's like on BBC. And bring in things that are broken, like clocks, pottery, paintings that have been in their family for a long time. And this group of, of like experts, British experts, they fix it. And then they give it back to the person and everyone's happy. And Ooh, it's wow. the most chill. It's like antique road show meets the Great British Bake Off. Everyone is very charming. They have like, by the end of the show, you'll be like, oh my God, the clock guy. I fucking love him. Or like, hell yeah, pottery woman rooting for you every time. Uh, the woman who does chairs is really great. She reupholsters mm. chairs. Love her. Wow. Uh, so yeah, just very pure, like extremely low stakes viewing. Yeah, that sounds like great. That. Great if stuff. If you're like me and gonna celebrate Valentine's Day with both your significant other and your parents because you're all <laughs> living under the same roof, I would recommend Perfect Planet on Discovery Plus. We have started watching that as a group. David Attenborough never misses. Oh. And like this kind of shit just never misses. And this one's no different. It's five episodes are all an hour long. They covered the sun, the weather. Human, it's like just a classic. I love that. You just, mm. you know what you're going to get. And yet the entire videography of it and just like mm. the, what they capture is so mind-blowing every yeah. time. So um, interesting. Yeah. Family it's a friendly. crowd pleaser. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and for people, again, like me, who basically have not touched another human in a year, um, uh, Pushing Daisies is on HBO Max, one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, stars Lee Pace. Love of my life. Um, and he plays, it sounds very weird, but it's very whimsical. He plays uh, this guy who, when he touches dead people, can bring them back to life. But then when he touches them again, they're dead again. So he like so uses this mm. to solve mysteries. But the point of this is that the love of his life dies. He touches her, brings her back to life, but then he can never touch her wow. again. It's wow. a show for our times. They come up with just very creative solutions. Lots of like glass panes in between them. Lots of plastic <laughs> coverings. Very COVID friendly. So highly recommend. Like that. <laughs> no better time. <laughs> That's great. Well, on the just total end of the spectrum, other end, um, I guess it's really, you know, the opposite of love. Uh, for people who love true crime, though, <laughs> if you like murder, maybe, or not like it, but you find it interesting, I would say, um, well, one, the Night Stalker series is out on Netflix, and it's really creepy. Um, I... Oh, man, I watch a lot of true crime stuff, but this one really like shook me to the core. It's really Ooh. it's really scary. Yeah, this guy is <laughs> insane. Um, So that's scary if you're into that. Uh, and also it was recently released, but Crime Sing, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel is on Netflix. And I don't know if you've ever heard of the story of Elisa Lamb, but it's like this weird. It's not even supernatural, but. Uh, I can't even it's all these weird occurrences happened at the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. And actually, one of them involves like the Night Stalker guy who, who oh. Richard Ramirez. But um, mm. and this woman is found dead in a, a water tower there. And it's just it's oh, really shit. creepy. Yeah, it's oh, really creepy. About that story. Oh, my and, God. Yes. With like the video of the elevator and she's in the elevator and she's yeah. acting like very strange. Oh. It's. Yeah. yeah, it's very creepy, but um, it's very interesting. Damn. So, so Valentine's Day makes you feel murderous. Right. And yeah. like you want to kill people. <laughs> yeah. I can relate to that. Okay. Then this is perfect. Thank you. <laughs> and he 
time. Um, yes. Okay. And then also, this is for people who love to be in the loop. Uh, I would say framing Britney Spears, which is the New York Times and uh, FX's new series they, where they cover like an incident or a, a movement every um, episode. And they do one on Britney Spears and the Free Britney movement. And it's really interesting. It's a really interesting. I wish it were longer. It was a really interesting mm-hmm. look at how her conservatorship came to be and what it is and what the Free Britney movement is. And it's just, it's a really interesting look into all of that. And I feel like mm-hmm. I I learned a lot. And it also is kind of shocking how we used to treat and I guess how we still treat young women in the media and stuff. And so mm-hmm. I highly recommend that one as well. Yeah. You guys did a TV concierge episode about it, right? Like yes. In depth, you and Amanda? Amanda and I. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really interesting. Yeah. I watched well, this last that. night um, oh, nice. on your recommendation and it was fascinating. And I completely right? agree. I think there is so much stuff that I would have liked to know more about. And like I could have mm-hmm. watched hours and hours and hours of it. Me too. Um, but it's really fascinating. And it's a great. Yeah. It's a great watch. Um, And then lastly, wrapping up the streaming recs on Valentine's Day, for those of you who maybe have like a significant other with a long job, long hours, or maybe a long distance relationship, someone who has a lot of time on their hands, I would recommend diving into Love Island. And I know I've recommended this before, but I had to also because it's Valentine's Day. All the people, the gist of it is you eventually fall in love, but you need a lot of time on your hands. There's, I'm talking about the UK version. There's six seasons and almost each season has like close to 50 episodes oh and they're all God. like 45 full minutes long. <laughs> and I'm in, so long. It's really long, really big time commitment. Um, and I'm embarrassed to say that I've almost watched every season. So like, I can't even calculate how many hours of my life I've wasted. Um, <laughs> So watch that. Or, and this is a complete shout out to Amelia. I also probably owe her, we all owe her a public apology for like taking months <laughs> to start watching Survivor. But me and good. Kaya have, we're like fully in it. You also need a lot of time. There's like fucking <laughs> 40 seasons. But that it's good to like, you know, catch up, talk with people about different contestants. It's so much better and more entertaining than The Bachelor. And it's fun to discuss. So like, you yeah. got to talk to someone as you go through. There are yeah, lots of what I to it. what I love about this is that uh, they were like, Kate, you watched The Bachelor with us this season, so then you'll know what we're talking about, and you can be part of these discussions that you missed out on. And I was like, great, I can't wait to be part of this narrative. And then now you're like, actually, fuck The Bachelor, <laughs> <laughs> Survivor fans now. I'm like, great, awesome. Oh my god, that's so true. You're right. <laughs> cool. cool, cool, cool. No, it's fine. Keep it's up, fine. Kate. We're like constantly oh, evolving. Whatever. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. 
With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. Stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Okay, let's do the next category. This is cringe mode to all the boys I love before. The third installment. Um, This is the best day of my life. I love this movie. We <laughs> love this series in general. Uh, yeah, third and final movie out on Netflix just in time for Valentine's Day. Who wants to take the plot? I can do it. Guys, these it. movies, it feels like, are just like an intrinsic part of Tea Time. <laughs> yes. The first podcast I ever did at The Ringer was to talk about this Noah Centineo guy. Wow. We then started Tea Time shortly after. We watched all of these movies, talked about them. It feels like the end of a journey for us. It oh. does. Um, oh, my God. So t- <laughs> um, so to all the boys uh, I've loved before always and forever bit of a mouthful um, this is the third movie obviously in the saga of Lara Jean Covey and uh, her love for Peter Kavinsky their high school romance a lot of like big rom-com hits in this movie we got we start out with like spring break trip to Korea then she comes back and then it's like senior trip to New York and then it's like prom and then it's like wedding it's like all the big <laughs> things that can happen uh in a movie basically the big thing is that Lara Jean doesn't get into Stanford uh mm. Peter does somehow we're gonna talk about <laughs> that um and she just has to decide if she's gonna go to Berkeley which is really close to Stanford or her heart when she goes on this trip is like tugging her towards New York City and NYU mm-hmm. um so she decides to go to NYU she breaks up with Peter because it's too difficult to make it work long distance they end up together. Her dad marries the woman next door. Um, am I missing anything? I think that's it. I think that's pretty much it. That's it. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. It, it was a good movie. I was pleasantly mm-hmm. surprised by this. I was a little worried after the second one, but they really rallied. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> Let's do some highlights. On that note, Kate. On that note, my first highlight is that I genuinely love these movies. Mm. I The vibes, the colors. Yeah. Lana Condor, I would die for. I just think mm-hmm. they're great. I just yes. enjoy watching them. Every single one. Even the second one. I agree. <laughs> and I also just want to say that I think that besides the second one being slightly worse than the others, they kept the like identity and the world in which Jenny Han has created consistent throughout the three mm-hmm. movies, which is kind of difficult to do three yeah. times. I just think there's a through line that is just so unique and is so present in each of these movies. It's just fucking great. As you sit down and watch it and you immerse yourself in this world. I actually, I feel like I'm talking about like something much more intense than I am. This is like a teenage um, book. But regardless, I loved it. And I love yeah. the identity and the world of all three yeah. of these movies. Definitely. And- 
Credit to Susan Johnson, who was the director of the first one, for creating like this visual yeah. identity mm-hmm. uh, because they took the movies from her after the first one and gave it to a man, which Rude. sucks. But he obviously like stayed very faithful to like the visual themes True. and like her mm-hmm. sort True. of vision for where they went. So like, again, like, please let her direct all of them. They probably would have been better. But yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's very much like true to what she kind of set in the first movie. Mm -hmm. Yes, agreed. Uh, There's a scene in the beginning when they're on their spring break. They go to Soul Tower and Namsen Tower. It's like these, all the locks um, on the bridge, like love locks. And Mm. they, the family went to go find the lock that the dad and their mom who had passed away did way back when when they visited they find it it's like eve plus dan it's old and crusty and on the back it says for the rest of my life and then all the girls take their new lock they put their initials <laughs> and they say for the rest of our lives and i and they connect it on this bridge and i just like thinking about it makes me so emotional i'm not sure why yeah. it's just a real, that's the only time i really got like that's the most emotionally invested I was the whole time. But <laughs> yeah. um, really, really good heartwarming scene. Definitely. Anyway, yeah. Very cute. Let me dry my tears. What else? <laughs> I'm a sucker for a prom storyline. I say yeah. this all the time. We watch a lot of prom <laughs> movies. But it just gets me every time. I want to see the prom posals. I want the prom mm. drama. I want to see them picking out the dress. I mm. want to see them taking pictures and coming down the <laughs> stairs and talking to each other at prom and everyone dancing. And like, it's great. I just love it every time. It never misses. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, in general, I know you two have more specific notes on this, but blanket statement, they get the soundtrack of these movies so right. And this mm-hmm. is no different. Um, they're releasing the full soundtrack the same day as the movie comes out so it's like not online anywhere and I tried to google what I could but just in general I find it very unique the choices that they made and like not your average teen rom-com I think about like movies like Booksmart and other things like that where they just pick like top 40 pop like American pop music um (laughs) it's kind of easy and I just find this specific soundtrack really really great yeah shout out to Oasis for becoming relevant again in this movie (laughs) really good for them I really appreciated her drag where he was like do you ever listen to Oasis she's like not on purpose (laughs) seriously like same same Uh, on that note uh, going in line with my flawless taste uh, I love these movies dedication to K-pop songs especially Mm. K-pop girl groups which is how you know that like they really have taste like they're not just like BTS everything Uh, this movie starts out with G by Girls Generation which is just like a building block of K-pop they start out in Korea obviously which is why they're playing that uh, but then they also played Cherry Bullet and Blackpink and I'm just like whoever is in charge we're just on the same wavelength I just love it <laughs> I love that I love it I love that you love that um, <sighs> thank I, you I also like the continued use of I mean is his name Lav L-A-U-V I'm sorry I feel so old I think old. so mm-hmm. um, but the I like me better which it started in the first movie and that song is a bop okay a and it's bop. just it is so good. And I'm just like, yes, more. We love a through line. So I, yeah. associate, I yeah. associate that song with this movie every time I hear <laughs> yes. it. The identity. It's just yes. pristine. It's yes. so good. <laughs> it's so good. What uh, else? What's another highlight? Another highlight. Back to prom. We didn't do a great job organizing <laughs> this. Um, she, this. Listen, guys, we're just speaking from the heart. Uh painfully relatable scene in this movie. Lara Jean is just going through it. She's like, what college should I go to? Should I dump my boyfriend or not? And she's at prom 
And her little internal monologue is like, oh my God, like I already miss him and he's still here. And I just, the pain in my heart is unbearable. And like fucking Kavinsky rolls up He's just like, no thoughts, head empty. <laughs> Do you like my prom king crown? Like, love music, must dance. Like, you fucking himbo. Uh, it just was very relatable. I was like, this is absolutely like the prom thought process of that like is, the girl and the guy. Yes, that is really nailed funny. it. Yes, nailed True. it. <laughs> they did. They really did. Also, these movies make me feel like I understand Gen Z a little more. So just thanks. To everyone involved, <laughs> I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Like the modern high school experience. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I think I get it now. Um, and then just two quick things. One shout out to Sarayu Blue, who is an actress. She plays Trina, the new stepmom, and she is in. Actually, you know, what? I should have recommended this sh- the show. I'm going to recommend right now. Um, for Valentine's Day recommendations, but she she plays the love interest of another widowed guy in The oh. Unicorn, starring Walt <laughs> Goggins. And oh yeah, my mom that, watched that. Okay, that show is actually <laughs> delightful, and I. <laughs> Normally don't like little CBS dramedies, but it, I've watched it like a couple times. It's it's just, wow. it's very sweet and I it's lovely. So I highly recommend that show. She's really good in that too, but she's, she's great as the new stepmom. I don't know. She's very, she's very calming presence. She seems mm-hmm. very sweet. Um, mm-hmm. And then also I'm happy that Laura Jean and also uh, her best friend, whose name I'm totally blanking on right now, but Jen, the, right? Jen. Yes. But she's friends with, um, wait, no, she's friends with Jen. Who's Jen's cousin? Chris. Chris. Okay. Yeah. So I, I like how they're all friends kind of with Jen again, because you know, there was mm-hmm. so much animosity in the first film mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like, Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad you guys, you know, sorted things out. And I'm glad mm-hmm. that Love she that. was supportive of you going to NYU. You know, Agreed. Yep. they really like tied up all the bows and left it all yeah. nice and clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do some lowlights. Kate, what do you got? Um, I, I mean, you could say this about any movie that's coming out right now. So, like, I feel kind of bad, but it just hit me uh, at the end of the movie. They are graduating and they say congrats to the senior graduating class of 2021. And I was like, oh, no, this isn't what any senior graduating class looks mm-hmm. like this year. Uh, it's just a bummer. It's just, you know, one of those weird times where it hits you and it's like, oh, this is like an alternate timeline where COVID never happened. And like, mm. this would never look like this. Their senior year would suck. They would mm-hmm. never have to do long distance because they would both be at home. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, damn. Well, damn. Senior damn. trip to New York. Yeah, yeah, that, be, that, yeah. that trip to Korea Ooh. would be out. That trip yeah. to New York wouldn't be having a wedding, wouldn't be having a prom. <laughs> God. Uh, it just really hit me. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> so, damn. I was dark. That's that actually, I didn't even like truly fully process that until you just said it. And you're so right. Yeah. And yeah. That, it also makes me, I love New York and that poor mm-hmm. city has just been totally decimated. So it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, great. I mean, it's bittersweet, you know, right? Yeah. Like we don't want to see a real like COVID story. Like we well, want to sure, see this yeah, like yeah. ridiculous thing, but yeah, you know, it is bittersweet. Yeah. <laughs> I also felt kind of distracted the whole time because I have this very deep anxiety and I, I guess, should we do a spoiler? Should we talk about what happens at the end or no? Whatever you guys want. Yeah, I think that's fine. Okay. 
Yeah. Right? Spoiler alert. Stop if you don't want to know what happens yes. at the end. <laughs> but they do end up together. They break up for a brief period of time. And then true love brings them back together. They're going to do long distance. But the anxiety I felt this entire movie wondering what was going to happen to these two. And what I really wanted for her. I mean, I give a fuck about Peter Kavinsky's like trajectory. But <laughs> her as a young woman, I was like, do I want her to dump him and embrace her independent NYU self and like shed you know, like a teenage love and start experiencing everything as a young woman and single and her independence. But then I love the two of them so deeply together that I was like, yes. no, I want them to be together because it's true love. So I just felt a lot of uh, tumultuous emotions this entire time. Ultimately ended up very happy that they were together. I think I would have mm-hmm. been so sad it, if they same. broke up. Yeah. You bring up a really good point because part of me is like, am I a bad feminist for wanting her and Peter to end up together because you know I fully support being independent but at the same time it's like if you find someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with why is that a bad thing why is that a bad thing it's like I only want him for her and like do I I never want her to have any other experiences in life and love like no and that makes me a bad person but they're meant to be that's the whole point yeah exactly Shake's fist oh. ass guy. <laughs> wow. What else? What's another low light? Uh, a low light for me is just the continued subway product placement. <laughs> Free these movies from the prison that is oh Big God. Subway. Literally, <laughs> fucking Chris gets a promposal from Trevor, who's really hot, by the way, like should not have to be going like above and beyond. She should just say yes. Uh, but he gives her like a subway bouquet of subway <laughs> sandwiches. And I'm like, come on. I just can't. Uh, I can't with the subway. You know it's so blatant. Also, also, free them from big subway as in like the New York subway <laughs> because they glamorize the shit out of that mode of transportation. They do. And in general, glamorize a lot of like the New York um, yes. experience. Like, she looks in like the commuter shoes and that is like super <laughs> cute. But the subway has just like at perfect capacity. Everyone's got room. Everyone's doing something normal and staying quiet, which is like sometimes not an experience you have on the subway. <laughs> they go to this rooftop part. They like, I don't know, they do a lot of things that is like fits in the world because it's all glitz and glamour. Mm-hmm. They would never show someone spitting at sure. you as you try to haul a couch onto the subway and taking up way too much room for themselves. So there are some pros and cons of doing it that That's way. That's so true. That's so true. Did glamorize a lot. There's this bowling date, which uh, 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 bowling is a smelly and weird date. The shoe smell, the ball smell. Noah Centineo kisses the ball. Okay, yeah, that's we can't condone that. Their bowling date looks very fun, though. They have custom shirts, pink yeah, shoes, wow. and then they bring pastries and are like crushing that's pastries yummy. on a tablecloth. Yes. Like if you're going to do a bowling date, it'll look pretty fun. Agreed. That's Agreed. that is true. That I just I love New York, but I have I've never had more anxiety than trying to find the right subway place back <laughs> to my friend's apartment. Like yeah. I I and I know as a fact that she's seen people multiple times poop on the subway. So yeah. <laughs> part of the experience. Imagine trying to haul a full-length couch on a subway and not being spit at by a random stranger. Seriously. Yeah. Um, What's another Uh, low light, Amelia? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. I I will continue to stand by the fact that the worst, most annoying teen movie trope is the whole, look at all the top tier schools I applied to and got in. Like, I. Mm -hmm. okay. I'm sorry. Have you ever heard of one safety school? I'm also, it's just like, 
what the University of Washington is a good school. Why don't you want to like talk about that school? Like, why does it have to be like Stanford and UCLA, mm-hmm. which are again, like, do you know the acceptance rate of those schools? <laughs> Just exactly. whatever, whatever. Yeah, we have big problems with Peter Kavinsky <laughs> going to Stanford, but I guess we can talk about that when we before we wrap up the category. Um, okay, MVPs. I think we all kind of agree. It's kind of all the same answer. Lara Jean. And Mm -hmm. who she is and just what she is. Just fucking fantastic. She just carries these movies. I mean, the first, like, I guess the first movie we were all like, oh my God, Peter Kavinsky. Like, that Mm -hmm. was like the big talking point because, I don't know, that's just what the world focused on. But like, Mm -hmm. three movies in, if we're not talking about how Lana Condor has just carried these movies on her back, her charisma, her joy. Like, I just don't know what else to say. She's such a little star. Agree. She is. She's great. Put her in everything now. I know. If she doesn't have a long and prosperous career and then fucking Noah Centineo is like, (laughs) He-Man, I just (laughs) throw it all away. Just throw it away. I don't want it. Uh, On that note, I wanted to ask, has our opinion of Noah changed? I know it has. uh, But watching this movie, like, could we still get into the Peter Kavinsky of it all? It seems like for both of you, the answer is yes. Amelia? Yeah, you know, yeah. As much as like his on on the off the screen antics are debatable whatever he's a good actor and he's he's this is his role like this is his star making role he's great in this he's great as peter kavinsky um mm-hmm. and again their chemistry is just off the charts so agree yeah I he's just I, so charming i would like to think that i'm a smarter woman now than when i watched <laughs> that first movie even though it came out like two years ago or something not too long ago um but i i agree with both of you there's just something about his the way he portrays this very certain character. And now I've seen a lot of other Noah Centineo Netflix rom-coms. He does it okay, <laughs> but I think this will be just like a trophy of his career yeah, right. going forward. Definitely. Yep. Anything else to add before we move on? An MVP? They're just great. Those great two. Great together. Yeah. Can't okay. beat them. Okay. Wonderful. This we don't normally do on cringe mode. This we took this from the rewatchables, which is where this entire category kind of comes from. Um, this is the Dion Waiters Award. And for those who don't know, it's named for a basketball player prone to quote heat checks. Obviously, don't know what that means. And so basically, <laughs> this award goes to the actor in the film that has very limited screen time, but really went for it and made the most out of those appearances. So I would like to nominate Lucas. Because I thought he actually could have been in a little bit more in the third installment. He's a slightly larger role. In the this is the friend, time. right? Yes. Yeah. It's one yeah. of the boys that she wrote a letter to and then just becomes right. her best friend throughout the whole thing. Um, he's just great. He's played by an actor named Trezo Mahoro. And I just also want success in his career for him because mm-hmm. I think he's really, really captivating in every scene he's in. Do you guys have nominations? Uh, <laughs> I think John Corbett as the dad just yes! did what he had to do. He... <laughs> He is so charming in limited screen time. He's such a likable dad. Uh, he's just like, you know, I mean, he's it's so hard to be like a cool dad that's also like responsible, that also gives her her space. And mm-hmm. I just think he does a great job. He's so likable. Like You're like, <laughs> damn. Yeah. I want you to be happy, John Corbett. I'm so glad you're getting married and you found new love. Yeah. That's how yeah. I felt in this movie. <laughs> I also like how he has transitioned to the dad role. You know, because mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen my big fat Greek wedding, but he was like the main love interest in that movie. And, you know, it's like, oh, you're so handsome and suave. And and again, like he was in Sex in the City as one of her love interests. And now he's the dad. And I'm just like, yeah, 
love, I love that for you. He still looks Next good. Chapter. Yeah. He still Next looks chapter. good, just for yeah. the record. And he does still look good. He does, Kate. We got it. it. We heard you. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Just yeah, wanted no. to make sure that got out there. <laughs> Loud and clear. Uh, okay, let's do the lightning round uh, before I do the last category. So, quickly, what was Peter's X factor on his Stanford <laughs> application that got him in over Laura Jean because it sure as hell wasn't lacrosse. We saw his little plane in the first movie. It was not exactly Stanford worthy. What do you guys think? Kate. Uh, Liz, I like I like your uh, your guess. Go ahead. Okay. I think perhaps he created an app that we didn't know about <laughs> yes! and he's a tech savant <laughs> that we saw off screen uh, because can't think of much else besides his pretty privilege and white privilege getting into Stanford. That So maybe right. that plus an app. I, I think that's that. a great guess. Uh, just happening off screen. I love that. Uh, <laughs> I think he must have known someone on the inside. But mm. then like, why wouldn't he help Lara Jean also? Right. So that it's not, a, True. it's not a great strategy. Right. What about you, Amelia? I think it could have been actually lacrosse because, and I knew this guy in college because he dated my roommate and he could have gone to Harvard because he was so good at playing hockey, but he was a dumbass. So (laughs) I honestly think it could be sports. And I feel someone once told me like years ago that Stanford was trying to like um, create more athletes, more star athletes to add to their I guess, cabal of famous alumni. So it Mm. kind of makes sense. I don't know. And yeah, he's maybe he got better between junior and senior year. That's true. Maybe, guys, what if his parents did the Olivia Jade thing and like did the fake lacrosse or like the (laughs) fake crew? A little varsity blues action for Peter Kaminsky. Yeah, like took pictures of him on a treadmill. Maybe. Don't rule it out. out. (laughs) Um, Next one. Did you guys have any cross-country senior trips because they unleash a bunch of 17-year-olds in the city of Manhattan? And that seems insane, but I'm curious what you guys think. The lack of chaperones was concerning. She's at an NYU college party in the dead of night and no one, yes. no one notices or cares. Yes. Uh, yeah, my concert choir took a trip to New York mm. in high school, which like is not the type of uh, people that just go out and <laughs> wreak havoc in Manhattan. Uh, but yeah, my mom chaperoned and I'm pretty sure she's all has nightmares about like that 12 hour bus trip. Also, like it was a bus trip because we were in wow. Indiana. We weren't in wherever mm-hmm. the hell they're in in this movie. Mm-hmm. So like they are flying in this movie and like I would never do that with the high yeah. school class. Right. Never. Yeah, I fly. think like same thing right before my class graduated high school, we could go on like an overnight in Big Bear, which like mm. in the spring, not a lot to do. I did opt out of that trip. I did not Shocking. have any interest in doing that. Um, what about you, Amelia? Um, I know I wasn't in band, but I knew some people who were in band, obviously. And I think they went to Disney World, maybe. And like they oh, played like the band thing at Disney World. And then I think there was a trip to Mexico. But, you know, Natalie Holloway, Holloway's story has continued to haunt my mother like to this day. Smart. So there was, mm. yeah, there was no way I was ever going to go that. No, so, yeah. I never would have been allowed to go to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, last question from me is, and I'm going to out myself here. Did they depict sisters fighting inaccurately or did I just scream too much <laughs> as a teen? Because um, not, I actually feel as though I'm alone in this experience, maybe. But they portrayed these Kobe sisters um, in w- just in a way too calm a manner. When they fight, they say one remark and then they walk away. And Kitty fucks with Laura Jean's life in real know, legitimate real ways. ways. <laughs> in it's so rude. Life altering ways. <laughs> Laura Jean is just like straight up. You, and then that's it. 
<laughs> she straight up didn't tell her she got into NYU. Yeah. Oh, like, she's just. I just that released her diary entries for the entire <laughs> world to see. That is so personal. And oh, Laura God. Jean is just like, kitty. And I'm like, no, I would be literally screaming at the top of my lungs. The older sister fights with her at one point. They call it, they text each other an hour later being like, sorry, love you. And I'm like, that's no. what, that's what gets me is they don't hold the grudges long enough. They it's really like, okay, don't. like if you're not screaming, like whatever, you're just like a different personality. But like forgiving mm-hmm. each other immediately is Totally unrealistic. Out of the question. Like, you hold that grudge for weeks. <laughs> weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, Amelia, what's your experience like with your sister? Um, you know, we've always been pretty chill. She's actually way more calmer than I am. So she she's good to just, uh, you know, to chill me out. And, and honestly, you know, thank God she's not as annoying as Kitty Cubby. I'm sorry, but that girl is <laughs> over the top. She's over the top and no one has called her out. <laughs> Classic youngest yeah. child just does whatever she like, wants. Like, really, maybe, maybe a psychopath. Like, <laughs> concerned about the way that she's manipulating the lives yes. of those that she loves. <laughs> Truly. So true. So true. Um, lastly, rank these movies best to worst. Kate. Uh, I would say, I mean, I think this is maybe what we all agree on. Yes. But I think the first one's still the best. Classic. Mm-hmm. Second one, disappointed us. Not as good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third one I thought was the second best. So one, three, two. Agreed. Yep. Would be my ranking. Mm-hmm. But still yeah, strongly I really recommend. thought they rallied. They rallied yeah. with mm-hmm. this movie, you guys. Agreed. Thought they really pulled it off. Agreed. Everybody go watch it this weekend and let us know your thoughts. Okay, let's do the final category. This is Tea Time's unanswerable questions. Two short ones, uh, one random one for me. But Amelia, you go first. I guess on the topic of Britney Spears, because, you know, uh, she was trending again as she always does. Iconic queen. Uh, what is, what do you guys think is the best Britney song or what is the most underrated Britney song? Amelia, can you help me if I tell you a song and if it's underrated yes. or if it's actually properly rated? Sure. Is her <laughs> song lucky, underrated, properly rated or overrated? Cause I think it's underrated, but I'm not also part of the Britney discourse day in day. Well, out. honestly, I think it, in the beginning, it was kind of underrated, but more and more people have associated it with her story and have been mm, come back right. to it and been like, wow, she predicted right. her own story. So okay. I, it's probably probably perfectly rated. Yeah, perfectly it is. Rated? It's really good. Really freaking good. Kate, what's underrated for you? You know, I don't know her underrated songs <laughs> well enough to know. It's I okay. know the Britney songs that everyone knows. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of it. So apologies for that. But no I, my favorite Britney Spears song, which is not underrated at all, is "Slave for You." <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a good one. You just can't beat it. I mean, you can. Toxic's also pretty good. <laughs> a but. sexy choice out of you, Kate. Kind of <laughs> unexpected, saucy <laughs> for Valentine's Day. I like it. <laughs> oh, thanks. You know me, <laughs> Amelia. What about the song? I'm not yet a girl, not yet a woman. Oh, underrated. That is that good. a good choice? I th- that yeah, I think that is a good choice. That one, oh, that one makes me sad too. I don't but have my I, finger on the Britney Pulse. That's okay, Amelia. No, what, that's Amelia, you do. What are yours? Well, I would say this is a song called Three, which is like singing about a threesome, and it's actually a banger. It's a bop. It's oh. so good. Three, Google it, stream <laughs> it. Um, and I would say, oh, there's one that's. I think it's called Go, and it's on her femme fatale album and that one's really fun too and i think they used it as promo for a a bravo season of something so Hmm. that i'm always associated with that but yeah i would say those those two are my underrated what is her her. most overrated song in your opinion 
What song that like everyone loves? Are you just like, okay, let's do something else? Wow, she's thinking hard. The pregnant <sighs> pause. This is. I honestly think all of her songs are correctly praised. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I do. I really do. I really do. Wow. What Great. about if you seek Amy? That's oh, all. I kind of love that iconic wordplay. Because <laughs> all of the boys and all of yeah, yeah. That that's a good song. A genius before her time. Okay, oh, true. God, okay. so good. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm ending with a really random question, but it is Valentine's Day related. Curious no, this about is a good question. What you guys think. Why is it that spaghetti is the most commonly associated meal with Valentine's Day, romance, love, and it is the hardest to eat in any kind of romantic setting? Guys, it's messy. It's true. Slurping? Is it Lady and the Tramp? Mm-hmm. Is that where it came oh. from? Mm-hmm. Where like one person has one noodle and the other person has the end and... It's kind of so like one of the worst date foods of all time. Really bad. Uh-huh. Lobster also bad. That's like the other oh. one, right? And you have to like oh my God. crack it open, put on a bib. There's it's like, why do we involved. do this? Yeah. That's true. That's what's true. Like, what's the best food to eat in front of like, if you're trying to look normal? Like if you're going on a date with someone new, you have to order something that's like not going to embarrass you. What do you get? I think you got to do a sushi roll that's small enough sushi. where it's a one pop chew yes. and swallow because you yeah. can't get the big with the tempura flakes and all that avocado on top because then you got to separate into two bites or it's a whole mess. So I would say like a cucumber roll, uh, <laughs> which is not a meal. Let it be it's not. Hard. Don't eat that for dinner. Uh, or like a slider. I don't know. <laughs> what are your, Amelia, what do you think? What about well, like a pasta that has like little, like a, like a, you're not the long pasta. Bow tie pasta. Like the ones where you can just take a, just take oh, a forkful. That's a good like one. Like a bow tie. Mm. That's a good one. You might be a little bloated afterwards, but um, mm. that's mm-hmm. true. You know, that's true. And you know what also bothers me is like strawberries. They they think they're sexy with like dipped in chocolate. That's a huge bite. And yes. it's also so like <laughs> dribbling down your face with the juices. Yes. And, and the chocolate like, like immediately melts when it hits your lips. Yes. And then it starts like the, you also got chocolate around your mouth. <laughs> yeah. I actually really don't love that experience at all. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Wow. We're experts in love and dating. Clearly. <laughs> clearly. Stay tuned for more tips from Tea Time. <laughs> um, anyway, happy Valentine's Day to you all. Yes. Have a great weekend. Stay inside. Watch some things on streaming devices. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Lennon. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.